Article 6, consummated, frustrated, and attempted felonies. Consummated felonies, as well as those which are frustrated and attempted, are punishable. A felony is consummated when all the elements necessary for its execution and accomplishment are present, and it is frustrated when the offender performs all the acts of execution which would produce the felony as a consequence, but which nevertheless do not produce it by reason of causes independent of the will of the perpetrator. There is an attempt when the offender commences the commission of a felony directly by overt acts and does not perform all the acts of execution, which should produce the felony by reason of some cause or accident other than his own spontaneous desistance. Consummated felony defined. A felony is consummated when all the elements necessary for its execution and accomplishment are present. Frustrated felony defined. It is a frustrated it is frustrated when the offender performs all the acts of execution which would produce the felony as a consequence but which nevertheless do not produce it by reason of causes independent of the will of the perpetrator. Attempted felony defined. There is an attempt when the offender commences the commission of a felony directly by overt acts and does not perform all the acts of execution which would produce the felony by reason of some cause or accident other than his own spontaneous desistance. Development of crime. From the moment the culprit conceives the idea of committing a crime up to the realization of the same, his act passes through certain stages. These stages are number one, internal acts, and number two, external acts. Number one, internal acts such as mere ideas in the mind of a person are not punishable. Even if had they been carried out, they would constitute a crime. Intention and effect must concur. Mere intention producing no effect is no more than a crime than a mere effect without the intention is a crime. Thus, if A intended to commit reason and join the body of armed men in the belief that they were makapilis when in fact they were guerrilleros, uh, A was not liable for treason despite his intent. Number two, external acts cover letter A, preparatory acts, and B, acts of execution. Letter A, preparatory acts, ordinarily, they are not punishable. Ordinarily, preparatory acts are not punishable. Hence, proposal and conspiracy to commit a felony, which are only preparatory acts, are not punishable, except when the law provides further punishment in certain felonies. But preparatory acts, which are considered in themselves by law as independent crimes, are punishable. Example, Possession of picklocks under Article 304. The possession of picklocks is a preparatory act to the commission of robbery. That's Article 299 and 302. The other examples of preparatory acts are number one, buying poison or carrying a weapon with which to kill the intended victim. Number two, carrying infl inflammable materials to the place where a house is to be burned, etc. For merely doing any of these acts, a person is not liable for attempted homicide or attempted arson because they do not constitute even the first stage of the acts of execution of those crimes. Letter B, acts of execution. They are punishable under the revised penal code. The stages of acts of execution, attempted, frustrated, and consummated are punishable under Article 6. The first stage of the acts of execution of a felony is the attempted, the second stage, the frustrated, 
and the last stage the consummated. In performing the acts of execution of a felony, the offender may reach only the first stage or the second stage. In either case, he does not produce the felony he intends to commit, but he is liable for attempted felony or frustrated felony as the case may be. Attempted felony. There is an attempt when the offender begins the commission of a felony directly by overt acts. He has not performed all the acts of execution which should produce the felony. Elements of attempted felony. Number one, the offender commences the commission of the felony directly by overt acts. Number two, he does not perform all the acts of execution which should produce the felony. Number three, the offender's act is not stopped by his own spontaneous desistance. Number four, the non-performance of all acts of execution was due to cause or accident other than his spontaneous desistance. Important words and phrases in Article 6. Number one, commences the commission of a felony directly by overt acts. When is the commission of a felony deemed commenced directly by overt acts? When the following two requisites are present. Number one, that there be external acts. Number two, such external acts have direct connection with the crime intended to be committed. The external acts must be related to the overt acts of the crime the offender intended to commit. The external acts referred to in the first requisite must be related to the overt acts of the crime the offender intended to commit they should not be mere preparatory acts for preparatory acts do not have direct connection with the crime which the offender intends to commit overt acts define an overt act is some physical activity or deed indicating the intention to commit a particular crime more than a mere planning or preparation which if carried to its complete termination following its natural course without being frustrated by external obstacles nor by the voluntary desistance of the perpetrator will logically and necessarily ripen into a concrete offense. Preparatory act and overt act distinguish if A bought poison from a drugstore in preparation for the killing of B by means of poison, such act is only a preparatory act, it is not an overt act, because it has no direct connection with the crime of murder which A intended to commit. The poison purchased may be used by A to kill rats or insects, hence the act of buying poison did not disclose necessarily an intention to kill a person with it. But if A makes the poison with the food intended for B and the latter not knowing that it contained poison put into his mouth a spoonful thereof, the act of A was more than a mere planning or preparation for the commission of murder. The buying of poison and mixing it with the food of B who later put into his mouth part thereof to eat it taken together constituted the overt acts of murder. The nature of the external act thus performed by A clearly indicated that he intended to commit the crime of murder. If for some reason or another B threw away the food with poison from his mouth, A is liable for attempted murder. Note killing a person by means of poison is murder. Article 248, Revised Penal Code. Drawing or trying to draw a pistol is not an overt act of homicide. In a case, the evidence of the prosecution established the following facts. While Tabago was talking with the chief of police, he made a motion to draw his pistol, but the latter embraced him and prevented him from drawing his pistol. Tabago then told his two companions to fire at the chief of police, but they could not do so because, because the chief of police was embracing Tabago. One of his companions, Avelino Valle, fired a shot, but the same was not aimed at anybody. Held the accused cannot be convicted of the crime of attempted homicide. The action of the accused in placing his hand on his revolver, which was then on his waist, is indeed very equivocal and susceptible of different interpretations. For example, it cannot be definitely concluded that the attempt of the accused to draw out his revolver would have been allowed to develop or be carried to its complete termination following its natural course 
logically and necessarily ripen into a concrete offense because it is entirely possible that at any time during the subjective stage of the felony, the accused could have voluntarily desisted from performing all the acts of execution and which had it happened would completely exempt him from criminal responsibility for the offense he intended to commit. To constitute attempted homicide, the person using a firearm must fire the same with intent to kill at the offended party without, however, inflicting a mortal wound on the latter. Raising a bolo as if to strike the offended party with it is not an overt act of homicide. In the case of U.S. v. Simeon, 3 Phil 688, it was held that the crime committed was only that of threatening another with a weapon, Article 285, Paragraph 1, because all that the accused did was to raise his polo as if to strike or stop the offended party with it. The latter shouted for help and ran away. No blow was struck, nor was there proof of threats to kill or to do bodily harm. If a blow with the bolo was struck and there was intent to kill on the part of the accused, the act of striking the offended party with the bolo would be an overt act of the crime of homicide. Overt act may not be by physical activity. There are felonies where, because of their nature or the manner committed of committing them, the overt acts are not performed with bodily movement or by physical activity. Thus, a proposal consisting in making an offer of money to a public officer for the purpose of corrupting him in is the overt act in the crime of corruption of public officer. The external acts must have a direct connection with the crime intended to be committed by the offender. At an early dawn, A was surprised by a policeman while in the act of making an opening with an iron bar on the wall of a store of cheap goods. At that time, the owner of the store was sleeping inside with another Chinaman. Uh, A had only succeeded in breaking one board and in unfastening another from the wall. Is there an attempted robbery in this case? No, because while it is true that the first requisite is present, that is, there were external acts of breaking one board and unfastening another from the wall of the store to make an opening through which A could enter the store, yet the second requisite is not present for such acts, had no direct connection with the crime of robbery by the use of force upon things. In case of robbery by the use of force upon things, in order that the simple act of entering by means of force another, another person's dwelling may be considered an attempt to commit this offense, it must be shown that the offender clearly intended to take possession for the purpose of gain of some personal property belonging to another. The crime committed was attempted trespass to dwelling because the intention of the accused was obviously disclosed by his act of making an opening through the wall and that was to enter the store against the will of its owner who was then living there. It is only an attempt because A was not able to perform all the acts of execution which would produce the felony of trespass to dwelling. Had A commenced entering the dwelling through the opening, he would have performed all the acts of execution. What is in an indeterminate offense? It is one where the purpose of the offender in performing an act is not certain. Its nature in relation to its objective is ambiguous. In the case of People v. Lamahang Supra, the final objective of the offender, once he succeeded in entering the store, may be to rob, to cause physical injury to the inmates, or to commit any other offense. In such a case, there is no justification in finding the offender guilty of attempted robbery by the use of force upon things. The intention of the accused must be viewed from the nature of the acts executed by him and not from his admission. The intention of the accused must be ascertained from the facts and therefore it is necessary that the mind be able to directly infer from them the intention of the perpetrator to cause a particular injury. In the case of People vs. Lizada, GR number 143468271, January 24, 2003, the Supreme Court held that the Supreme Court of Spain, in its decision of March 21, 1892, 
declared that for overt acts to constitute an attempted offense, it is necessary that their objective be known and established, or such that acts be of such nature that they themselves should obviously disclose the criminal objective necessarily intended, said objective and finality to serve as ground for designation of the offense. Acts susceptible of double interpretation that is in favor as well as against the accused, and which show an innocent as well as a punishable act, must not and cannot furnish grounds by themselves for atten attempted crime. An offense is not consummated as the material damage is one thing. The nature of the action intended cannot exactly be ascertained, but the same must be inferred from the nature of the acts executed. The overt acts leading to the commission of the offense are not punishable except when they are aimed directly at its execution and therefore they must have an immediate and necessary relation to the offense. Number 1. Directly by overt acts. The law requires that the offender commences the commission of the felony directly by overt acts. Only offenders who personally execute the commission of a crime can be guilty of attempted felony. The word directly suggests that the offender must commence the commission of the felony by taking direct part in the execution of the act. Thus, if A induced B to kill C but B refused to do it, A cannot be held liable for attempted homicide because although there was an attempt, on the part of A, such an attempt was not done directly with physical activity. The inducement made by A to B is in the nature of a proposal not ordinarily punished by law. But if B pursuant to his agreement with A commenced the commission of the crime by shooting C with intent to kill but missed and did not injure C, both A and B are guilty of attempted felony because of conspiracy. When there is conspiracy, the rule is the act of one is the act of all. Number two, does not perform all the acts of execution. If the offender has performed all the acts of execution, nothing more is left to be done. The stage of execution is that of a frustrated felony. If the felony is not produced or consummated, if the felony is produced, if anything yet remained for him to do, he would be guilty of an attempted crime. Thus, as in the case of People versus Lamahang, when the accused for the purpose of entering the dwelling of another broke one board, and unfasten another from the wall but before he could start entering through the opening thus created he was arrested by a policeman the crime committed was only attempted trespass to dwelling because there was something yet for him to do that is to commence entering the dwelling through that opening in order to perform all the acts of execution number three by reason of some cause or accident in attempted felony the offender fails to perform all the acts of execution which should produce the felony because of some cause or accident example cause a picked the pocket of b inside of which there was a wallet containing 50 pesos before a could remove it from the pocket of b the latter grabbed a's hand and prevented him from taking it in this case a failed to perform all the acts of execution that is taking the wallet because of a cause that is the timely discovery by b of the overt act of a accident a aimed his pistol at B to kill the latter, but when he pressed the trigger, it jammed and no bullet was fired from the pistol. Number 4. Other than his own spontaneous desistance. If the actor does not perform all the acts of execution by reason of his own spontaneous desistance, there is no attempted felony. The law does not punish him. Reason. It is a sort of reward granted by law to those who, having one foot on the verge of crime, heed the call of their conscience and return to the path of righteousness one who takes part in planning a criminal act but desists in its actual commission is exempt from criminal liability 
for after taking part in the planning, he could have desisted from taking part in the actual commission of the crime by listening to the call of his conscience. The desistance may be through fear or remorse. It is not necessary that it be actuated by a good motive. The code requires only that the discontinuance of the crime comes from the person who has begun it and that he stops of his own free will. The desistance should be made before all the acts of execution are performed. As A stole a chicken under the house of B one evening, realizing that what he did was wrong, A returned the chicken to the place under the house of B. Since the crime of theft was already consummated, the return of the stolen property does not relieve A of criminal responsibility. A had already performed all the acts of execution which produced the crime of theft before he returned the chicken. A attacked and wounded B in the abdomen with a sharp-edged weapon, causing a wound serious enough to have produced death. A was about to assault B again, but this time A desisted and left B. B was taken to the hospital by another person. Because of the timely and skillful medical treatment by a physician, B did not die. To be noted that when A desisted, he had already inflicted a moral wound on B, which could have produced his death were it not for the timely intervention of a physician. A is liable for frustrated homicide. The desistance which exempts from criminal liability has reference to the crime intended to be committed and has no reference to the crime actually committed by the offender before his desistance. A. With intent to kill fired his pistol at B, but did not hit the latter, B cried and asked A not to shoot him. A desisted from firing his pistol again at B. Is A criminally liable? Yes, not for attempted homicide because he desisted before he could perform all the acts of execution, but for grave threats which was already committed by him when he desisted. It must be borne in mind that the spontaneous desistance of a malefactor exempts him from criminal liability for the intended crime but it does not exempt him from the crime committed by him before his desistance. Illustration of a case where the accused inflicted injury The issue before the court was should an accused who admittedly shot the victim but is shown to have inflicted only a slight wound be held accountable for the death of the victim due to a fatal wound caused by his co-accused health. The slight wound did not cause the death of the victim, nor materially contribute to it. His liability should therefore be limited to the slight injury he caused. However, the fact that, the inflict- that he inflicted a gunshot wound on the victim shows the intent to kill. The use of a gun fired at another certainly leads to, do- to no other conclusion than that there is intent to kill. He is therefore liable for the crime of attempted homicide and not merely for slight physical injury. Subjective phase of the offense. In attempted felony, the offender never passes the subjective phase of the offense. Definition of subjective phase of the offense. It is that portion of the acts constituting the crime starting from the point where the offender begins the commission of the crime to the point where he has still control over his acts including their acts natural force if between these two points the offender is stopped by any cause outside of his own voluntary desistance the subjective phase has not been passed and it is an attempt if he is not so stopped but continues until he performs the last act it is frustrated provided the crime is not produced the acts then of the offender reached the objective phase of the crime. Thus, if A, with intent to kill, mixes poison in the soup intended for B, 
and B begins to take into his mouth a spoonful of it until this point A can still prevent the poisoning of B by voluntarily desisting and telling B to throw away the substance from his mouth as it contains poison but from the moment B swallows it he has no more control over his acts. The poison is now in B's stomach and it will require the intervention of a physician to prevent the poisoning of B. If because of the intervention of the physician, B did not die, A will be liable for frustrated murder. The acts performed by A following their natural course passed from the subjective phase to the objective phase of the crime. Frustrated felony elements. The offender performs all the acts of execution. Number two. All the acts performed would produce the felony as a consequence. Number three, but the felony is not produced. Number four, by reason of causes independent of the will of the perpetrator. The requisites of a frustrated felony are number one, that the offender has performed all the acts of execution which would produce the felony. And number two, that the felony is not produced due to causes independent of the perpetrator's will. Important words and phrases. Number one, performs all the acts of execution. In frustrated felony, the offender must perform all the acts of execution. Nothing more is left to be done by the offender because he has performed the last act necessary to produce the crime. This element distinguishes frustrated felony from attempted felony. In attempted felony, the offender does not perform all the acts of execution. He does not perform the last act necessary to produce the crime. He merely commences the commission of a felony directly by overt acts. Thus, if A, with intent to kill, fires his gun at B, the discharge of the gun is only an overt act. If the slug fired from the gun misses B, or the wound inflicted on B is not mortal, the last act necessary to produce the crime of homicide is not yet performed by A. But if the wound inflicted is mortal that is sufficient to cause death, A performs the last act. If no medical attendance is given, B would surely die. In homicide or murder, the crime is consummated if the victim dies. If the victim survives, the crime is frustrated. The Supreme Court in certain cases has emphasized the belief of the accused. In People v. CPO 94 Phil 885, facts the accused entered the store and once inside he fired his .45 caliber pistol at the Chinaman C who was hit fatally. Kiap who was in the store asked him why he fired the shot and without answering him, the accused fired at Kiap, hitting him on the right shoulder. Upon being hit, Kiap immediately ran behind the store to hide, to hide and he heard the accused fire at several other directions before he ran away. The wound of Kiap healed in 20 days and was inflicted on the part of his body, which could not have produced his death. For shooting Kiap, the accused was prosecuted for and declared guilty of frustrated murder in the court of first instance. Held the fact that Kiap was able to escape, which the accused must have seen, must have produced the mind of the accused, the belief that he was not able to hit his victim at a vital part of the body. In other words, the accused knew that he had not actually performed all the acts of execution necessary to kill his victim. The accused is guilty of attempted murder because he did not perform all the acts of execution, actual and subjective, in order that the purpose and intention that he had to kill his victim might be carried out. In other cases, the Supreme Court stated deadly weapons were used, blows were directed at the vital parts of the body, the aggressor stated their purpose to kill and thought they had killed, the subjective phase of the crime was entirely passed, and subjectively speaking, the crime was complete.
the felony is not produced by reason of causes independent of the will of the perpetrators in this instance the playing possum by the victim that is he escaped death from the aggressors by the ruse of feigning death the defendant believed that he had performed all of the acts necessary to consummate the crime of murder and therefore of his own will desisted from striking further blows he believed that he had killed kenkin death did not result for reasons entirely apart from the will of the defendant this surely stamps the crime as frustrated murder if after the first blow someone had rushed to the assistance of kenkin and by his efforts had prevented the accused from proceeding further in the commission of the crime the defendant not believing that he had performed all of the acts necessary to cause death he would have been guilty of attempted murder the aggressor stated his purpose to kill thought he had killed and threw the body into the bushes when he gave himself up he declared that he had killed the complainant but as death did not result the aggressor was guilty of frustrated murder the belief of the accused need not be considered what should be considered is whether all the acts of execution performed by the offender would produce the felony as a consequence in crimes against persons as homicide which requires the victim's death to consummate the felony it is necessary for the frustration of the same that a mortal wound be inflicted because then the wound could produce the felony as a consequence. In the following cases, the stage of execution was held to be frustrated because the wound inflicted was mortal. In letter A, People versus Homrada, where the accused stabbed the offended party in the abdomen, penetrating the liver and in the chest, it was only the prompt and skillful medical treatment which the offended party received that saved his life. Letter B People vs. Mercado where the accused wounded the victim in the left abdomen with a sharp-edged weapon causing a wound in the peritoneal cavity serious enough to have produced death. Letter C People vs. David where the accused in firing his revolver at the offended party hit him in the upper side of the body, piercing it from side to side and perforating the lungs. The victim was saved due to the adequate and timely intervention of medical science. In the following cases, the stage of execution was held to be attempted because there was no wound inflicted of the wound inflicted was not mortal, or the wound inflicted was not mortal. A. U.S. vs. B.N. 20 field 354 where the accused threw a Chinaman into the deep water and as the Chinaman did not know how to swim, he made efforts to he made efforts to keep himself afloat and seized the gunwale of the boat, but the accused tried to loosen the hold of the victim with the oar. The accused was prevented from striking the latter by other persons since the accused had the intent to kill the offended party. The former actually committed attempted homicide against the latter. The Turbi people versus Kalalo et al. where the accused fired four successive shots at the offended party. While the latter was fleeing to escape from his assailants and save his own life, not having hit the offended party either because of his poor aim or because his intended victim succeeded in dodging the shots, the accused failed to perform all the acts of execution by reason of a cause other than his continuous desistance. Even if no wound was inflicted, the assailant may be convicted of attempted homicide provided he had the intent to kill the offended party. In People vs. Domingo, CAGR number 14222 or April 11, 1956, where two physicians called to the witness stand where the prosecution could not agree that the wounds inflicted upon the complainant would cause death. One of them, Dr. Rotea, testified that the wounds were not serious enough to produce death, even if no medical assistance 
had been given to the offended party. Letter D, People vs. Somera et al. 52 OG 3973 Where the head of the offended party was merely grazed by the shot which hit him, the wound being far from fatal. Number two, would produce the felony as a consequence. All the acts of execution performed by the offender would have produced the felony as a consequence. Thus, when A approached B stealthily from behind and made a movement with his right hand to strike B on the back with a deadly knife, but the blow, instead of reaching the spot intended, landed on the frame of the back of the chair on which B was sitting at the time and did not cause the slightest physical injury on B. The stage of execution should have been that of attempted murder only because without inflicting a deadly wound upon a vital spot of which B should have died, the crime of murder would not be produced as a consequence. The case of People v. Borinaga 55-433 is now superseded by the case of People v. Kalalo 59-715 which sustains the above opinion in crimes against persons such as murder which require that the victim should die to consummate the felony, it is necessary for the preservation of the same that a mortal wound is inflicted. Thus, in his dissenting opinion in the case of People vs. Borinaga, Supra Justice Villarreal said it is true that the frame of the back of the chair stood between the deadly knife and the back of Muni, but what it prevented was the wounding of said Muni in the back and not his death. Had he been wounded, if the preventing of death by causes independent of the will of the perpetrator, after all the acts of execution had been performed, that constitutes frustrated felony of murder and not the preventing of the performance of all the acts of execution which constitute the felony. Number three, do not produce it. In frustrated felony, the acts performed by the offender do not produce the felony because if the felony is produced, it would be consummated. Number four, independent of the will of the perpetrator, even if all the acts of execution have been performed, the crime may not be consummated because certain causes may prevent its consummation. These certain causes may be the intervention of third persons who prevented the consummation of the offense or may be due to the perpetrator's own will. If the crime is not produced because of the timely intervention of a third person, it is frustrated. If the crime is not produced because the offender himself prevented its consummation, there is no frustrated felony for the fourth element is not present. If the crime is not produced because the offender himself prevented its consummation, there is no frustrated felony for the fourth element is not present. Note that the fourth element says that the felony is not produced by reason of causes, independent of the will of the perpetrator, hence if the cause which prevented the consummation of the offense was the perpetrator's own and exclusive will, the fourth element does not exist. Problem, a doctor conceived the idea of killing his wife and to carry out his plan, he mixed arsenic with the soup of his victim. Immediately after the victim took the poisonous food, the offender suddenly felt such a twinge of conscience that he himself washed out the stomach of the victim and administered to her the adequate antidote. Would this be a frustrated parasite? Certainly not, for even though the subjective phase of the crime had already been passed. The most important requisite of a frustrated crime that the cause which prevented the consummation of the offense be independent of the will of the perpetrator was lacking. The crime cannot be considered attempted parasite because the doctor already performed all the acts of execution. At most, the crime committed would be physical injuries of the poison thus administered being an injury substance that caused the same. The intent to tell the doctor entertained in the beginning is that when he prevented the poison
if their frustration due to inadequate or ineffectual means such a frustration is placed in the same footing as an impossible attempt. Frustrated felony distinguished from attempted felony. Number one, in both the offender has not accomplished his criminal purpose. Number two, while it, in frustrated felony, the offender has performed all the acts of execution which, which would produce the felony as a consequence. In attempted felony, the offender merely commences the commission of a felony directly by overt acts and does not perform all the acts of execution. In other words, in frustrated felony, the offender has reached the objective phase. In attempted felony, the offender has not passed the subjective phase. The essential element which distinguishes attempted from frustrated felony is that in the latter, there is no intervention of a foreign or extraneous cause or agency between the beginning of the consummation of the crime and the moment when all the acts have been performed which should result in the consummated crime, while in the former, there is such intervention and the offender does not arrive at the point of performing all of the acts which should reduce the crime. He is stopped short of that point by some cause apart from his own voluntary desistance. Attempted or frustrated felony distinguished from impossible crime. Number one, in attempted or frustrated felony and impossible crime, the evil intent of the offender is not accomplished, but while in impossible crime, the evil intent of the offender cannot be accomplished in attempted or frustrated felony. The evil intent of the offender is possible of accomplishment. Number three, in impossible crime, the evil intent of the offender cannot be accomplished because it is inherently impossible of accomplishment or because the means employed by the offender is inadequate or ineffectual. In attempted or frustrated felony, what prevented its accomplishment is the intervention of certain cause or accident in which the offender had no part consummated felony. A felony is consummated when all the elements necessary for its execution and accomplishment are present. Important words and phrases. All the elements necessary for its execution and accomplishment are present. In consummated felony, all the elements necessary for its execution and accomplishment must be present. Every crime has its own elements, which must all be present to constitute a culpable violation of a precept of law. When not all the elements of a felony are proved, when a felony had two or more elements and one of them is not proved by the prosecution during the trial, either number one, the felony is not shown to have been consummated, or number two, the felony is not shown to have been committed, or number three, another felony is shown to have been committed. Thus, in the prosecution for homicide, where the death of the victim is an element of the offense, if that element is absent because the victim does not die, the crime is not consummated, it is either attempted or frustrated. In taking personal property from another, when the element of intent to gain is lacking on the part of the person taking it, the crime of theft is not committed. In the prosecution for estafa, Article 315, if the element of deceit or abuse of confidence is not proved, there is no crime, there is only civil liability. But if the element of damage only is not proved, the accused may be found guilty of attempted or frustrated estafa. In the prosecution for robbery with violence against persons, Article 294, if the element of intent to gain is not proved, the accused can be found guilty of grave coercion or Article 286, another felony. In the prosecution for forcible abduction, Article 342, if the element of due designs is not proved, the accused may be held liable for kidnapping and serious illegal detention, Article 267, another felony. Hence, all the elements of the felony for which the accused is prosecuted must be present in order to hold him liable, therefore, in its consummated stage. How to determine whether the crime is only attempted or frustrated or it is consummated? 
determining whether the felony is only attempted or frustrated or it is contributed number one the nature of the offense number two the elements constituting the felony as well as number three the manner of committing the same must be considered nature of crime arson article 320 to 326 in arson it is not necessary that the property is totally destroyed by fire the crime of arson is therefore consummated even if only a portion of the wall or any other part of the house is burned the consummation of the crime of arson does not depend upon the extent of the damage caused the fact of having set fire to some rags and root sacks soaked in kerosene oil and placing them near the wooden partition of the house should not be qualified as consummated arson inasmuch as no part of the house began to burn. The person had poured gasoline under the house of another and was about to strike a match to set the house on fire where he was apprehended. He was guilty of attempted arson. The acts performed by him are directly connected with the crime of arson, the offense he intended to commit. The pouring of the gasoline under the house and its striking of the match could not be for any other purpose. If there was blaze but no part of the house is burned, the crime of arson is frustrated. If any part of the house, no matter how small, is burned, the crime of arson is consummated. Elements constituting the felony. In theft, the crime is consummated when the thief is able to take or get hold of the thing belonging to another even if he is not able to carry it away. In a staffa, the crime is consummated when the offended party is actually damaged or prejudiced. Theft. A customs inspector abstracted a leather belt from the baggage of a Japanese and secret, secreted it in the drawer of his desk in the customs house where it was found by other customs employees. The court of first instance convicted him of frustrated theft. The Supreme Court considered it consummated theft because all the elements necessary for its execution and accomplishment were present. Actual taking with intent to gain of personal property belonging to another without the latter's consent is sufficient to constitute a consummated theft. It is not necessary that the offender carries away or appropriates the property taken. Estafa. Defendant was a salesman of the Philippine Education Company after he had received 7.50 pesos for the sale of books which he should have given to the cashier. He put it in his pocket with intent to misappropriate the amount held. This is frustrated estafa. The thief performed all the acts of execution, however, the crime was not consummated as there was no damage caused in view of the timely discovery of the felonious act. In this kind of estafa, the elements of number one, abuse of confidence, and number two, damage to the offended party must concur. Is there a conflict in the rulings of the Adiao case and Dominguez case? In the Adiao case, the theft was consummated, although the belt was only secreted in defendant's desk. In the Dominguez, Dominguez case, the estafa was only frustrated even if the sales money was already in defendant's pocket. Apparently, they should both be either consummated or frustrated. A different lies. The difference lies in the elements of the two crimes. In Estafa, the offended party must be actually prejudiced or damaged. This element is lacking in the Dominguez case. In theft, the mere removal of the personal property belonging to another with intent to gain is sufficient. The act of removing the personal property constitutes the element of taking in theft. In the Adiao case, only the element of taking is in question, and the element is considered present because he abstracted removed the leather belt from the baggage where it was kept and secreted it in the drawer of his desk. The taking was complete. Frustrated theft. A truck loaded with stolen boxes of rifles was on the way out of the checkpoint in South Harbor surrounded by a tall fence when an MP guard discovered the boxes on the truck. It was held that the crime committed was frustrated theft because of the timely discovery of the boxes in the truck before it could pass out of the checkpoint. 
in the supply depot at Quezon City, the accused removed from the pile nine pieces of hospital linen and took them to their truck, where they were found by a corporal of the MP guards when they tried to pass through the checkpoint. It was held that the crime committed was consummated theft. Distinguished from the Dino case. In the Espiritu case, it was held that the crime of theft was consummated because the thieves were able to take or get hold of the hospital linen and that the only thing that was frustrated which does not constitute any element of theft is the use or benefit that the thieves expected to derive from the commission of the offense. In the Dino case, it was held that the crime committed is that of frustrated theft because the fact determinative of consummation and the crime of theft is the ability of the offender to dispose freely of the article stolen even if it were more or less momentarily the court of appeals followed the opinion of viada in this case when the meaning of an element of a felony is controversial there is bound to arise different rulings as to the stage of execution of that felony example of attempted theft the accused was found inside a part jeep of captain parker by an American MP, the jeep's padlock had been forced open and lying between the front seats and the gear shift was an iron bar. Captain Parker was then inside a theater. It was held that the accused already commenced to carry out his felonious intention and that if he did not perform all the acts of execution which should have produced the crime of theft, it was because of the timely arrival of the MP. The overt acts of the accused consisted in forcing open the padlock, locking the gear shift to a ring attached to the dashboard which was placed there to avoid the jeep from being stolen. Example of attempted estafa by means of deceit. The accused fraudulently assumed authority to demand fees for the gear of forestry when he noticed that a timber was cut in the forest by the complainant without permit and used it in building his house. The accused tried to collect 6 pesos from the complainant ostensibly to save him from paying a fine and to prepare for him a petition to obtain a permit to cut timber. The complainant refused or was unable to give six pesos to the accused. The fraudulent and false representations of the accused that he was authorized to collect six pesos in the, is the overt act. The refusal or inability of the complainant to give six pesos to the accused is a cause which prevented the latter from performing all the acts of execution. Examples of frustrated estafa by means of deceit. The accused offered to give complainant a job as office boy in Fit McKinley with a salary of 25 pesos but he asked 3.80 for x-ray examination. The representation of the accused that the amount of 3.80 was for x-ray examination was false. Complainant handed to him 3.75 and while taking the remaining 5 centavos from his pocket, the policeman placed the accused under arrest. Were the accused who made false pretenses is apprehended immediately after receiving the money from the complainant inside the compound of the latter's employer, pursuant to a pre-arranged plan with the authorities, the crime committed is frustrated and not consummated estafa. Mere removal of personal property not sufficient to consummate the crime of robbery but the use of force upon things. The, culprit, the culprits, after breaking the floor of the bodega, through which they entered the same, removed a sack of sugar from the pile, but were caught in the act of taking it out through the opening on the floor held frustrated robbery. In robbery by the use of force upon things, Article 299 and 302, since the offender must enter the building to commit the crime, he must be able to carry out 
of the building the thing taken to consummate the crime. In robbery with violence against or intimidation of persons, Article 294, the crime is consummated the moment the offender gets hold of the thing taken and or is in a position to dispose of it freely. Element of intent to kill when present in, in inflicting physical injuries. If any of the physical injuries described in Article 263, 264, 265, and 266 is inflicted with intent, to kill on any of the persons mentioned in Article 246 or with the attendance of any of the circumstances enumerated in Article 248, the crime would be either attempted or frustrated parricide or murder, as the case may be. Defendant with a pocket knife inflicted several wounds on the victim. The words, until I can kill you, were uttered by the assailant, held attempted homicide, not physical injuries because the intention to kill is evident. The accused inflicted polo wounds on the shoulder and across the lips of the victim, and then withdrew. Held not frustrated homicide but serious physical injuries as the accused probably knew that the injuries were not such as should produce death. Intent to kill was not present. The facts indicate that the petitioner had no intention to kill the offended party. This petitioner started the assault on the offended party by just giving him priest blows. The wound inflicted on the offended party were of slight nature. The petitioner retreated and went away when the offended party started hitting him with a bolo thereby indicating that if the petitioner had intended to kill the offended party, he would have held his ground and kept on hitting the offended party with his bolo to kill him. The element of intent to kill not having been fully established and considering that the injuries suffered by the offended party were not necessarily fatal and could be healed in less than 30 days, the offense committed by the petitioner is only that of less serious physical injuries. Where the accused voluntarily left their victim after giving him a sound thrashing without inflicting any fatal injury, although they could have easily killed their said victim, considering their superior number and the weapons with which they were provided, the intent to kill on the part of the accused is one thing and the crime committed is merely physical injuries and not attempted murder. Manner of committing the crime Number 1. Formal crimes consummated in one instant, no attempt. There are crimes like slander and false testimony which were consummated in one instant by a single act. These are formal crimes. As a rule, there can be no attempt at a formal crime because between the thought and the deed, there is no chain of acts that can be severed in any link. Thus, in slander, there is either a crime or no crime at all, depending upon whether or not defamatory words were spoken publicly. In the sale of marijuana and other prohibited drugs, the mere act of selling or even acting as broker consummates the crime. Number two, crimes consummated by mere attempt or proposal by overt act. Flight to enemy's country, Article 121. In this crime, the mere attempt to flee to an enemy country is a consummated felony. Corruption of minors, Article 340. A mere proposal to the minor to satisfy the loss of another will consummate the offense. There is no attempted crime of treason because the overt act in itself consummates the crime. Number 3. Felony by omission. There can be no attempted stage when the felony is by omission. Because in this kind of felony, the offender does not execute acts, he omits to perform an act which the law requires him to do. But killing a child by starving him, although apparently by omission, is in fact by commission. Number 4. Crimes requiring the intervention of two persons to commit them are consummated by mere agreement. In those crimes, like betting in sport contests and corruption of public officer article 197 and article 212 which require the intervention of two persons to commit them the same are consummated by mere agreement the offer made by one of the parties 
to the other constitutes attempted felony if the offer is rejected. In view of the rules stated, it would seem that there is no frustrated bribery, corruption of public officer. But in the case of People versus Diego Kin, GR number L42653, it was held by the Supreme Court that where the defendant fails to corrupt a public officer because the latter returns the money given by the defendant, the crime committed is frustrated bribery, corruption of public officer under Article 212 in relation to Article 6. In the case of U.S. v. Tetong 26-453, where the role of bills amounting to 500 pesos was accepted by the police officer for the purpose of using the same as evidence in the prosecution of the accused for attempted bribery, attempted corruption of a public officer, it was held that the accused to deliver the money was guilty of attempted bribery. Number 5. Material crimes. There are three stages of execution. Thus, homicide, rape, etc. are not consummated in one instant or by a single act. These are the material crimes. Letter A. Consummated rape. The accused lay on top of a girl, 9 years of age, for over 15 minutes. The girl testified that there was partial penetration of the male organ in her private parts and that she felt intense pain. Held entry of the labia or lips of the female organ without rupture of the hymen or laceration of the vagina is generally held sufficient to warrant conviction of the accused for consummated crime of rape. Um, letter B. Frustrated rape. The accused endeavored to have sexual intercourse with a girl 3 years and 11 months. There was doubt whether... He succeeded in penetrating the vagina, held there being no conclusive evidence of penetration of the genital organ of the child. The accused is entitled to the benefit of the doubt and can only be found guilty of frustrated rape. However, in the case of People versus Orita, 184-114-115, the Supreme Court held that for the consummation of rape, perfect penetration is not essential. Any penetration of the female organ by the male organ is sufficient. Entry of the labia or lips of the female organ without the rupture of the hymen or laceration of the vagina is sufficient to warrant conviction. Taking into account the nature, elements, and manner of execution of the crime of rape and jurisprudence on the matter, it is hardly conceivable how the frustrated stage in rape can be committed. The Supreme Court further held that the Erefia case appears to be a stray decision inasmuch as it has not been reiterated in the court's subsequent decision. The Tercy attempted rape the accused placed himself on top of a woman and raising her skirt in an effort to get his knees between her legs while his hands held her arms firmly, endeavoring to have sexual intercourse with her but not succeeding because the offended party was able to extricate herself and to run away, held attempted rape. Letter D. Consummated homicide. Accused appellant shot the victim in the left forearm. While he and the victim were grappling for the gun, his co-accused was remained at large, stabbed the victim in the chest. The victim died. And it was established that the cause of death was hemorrhage, secondary to stop wound. Held accused appellant was found guilty of homicide, there being no qualifying circumstances circumstance to make the killing murder. The fact that he did not inflict the mortal wound is of no moment, since the existence of conspiracy was satisfactorily shown the evidence. Letter E. Frustrated murder. The accused stabbed his two victims as they were about to close their store in the evening. One of the victims died while the other recovered. Held the assault upon the surviving victim constituted frustrated murder. Her relatively quick recovery being the result of prompt medical attention which prevented the infection in the wound from reaching fatal proportions which would otherwise have ensued. The attack was qualified by treachery alevosha. F. Attempted homicide. The accused intended to kill his victim but he was not able to perform all the acts of execution necessary to consummate the killing. The wounds inflicted did not affect vital organs. They were not mortal. He first warned his victim before shooting him. Held attempted homicide. There is no attempted or frustrated impossible crime. 
an impossible crime, the person intending to commit an offense has already performed the acts for the execution of the same, but nevertheless, the crime is not produced by reason of the fact that the act intended is by its nature one of impossible accomplishment or because the means employed by such person are essentially inadequate or ineffectual to produce the result of the result desired by him. Therefore, since the offender is in impossible crime has already performed the acts for the execution of the same, there could be no attempted impossible crime. In attempted felony, the offender has not performed all the acts of execution which would produce the felony as a consequence. There is no frustrated impossible crime because the acts performed by the offender are considered as constituting a consummated offense.